Hey, did you know that a former child prodigy who once played Carnegie Hall also opened the first and only black and women owned insurance firm on Wall Street in New York? Hear about this story and more in the new book, Black Pioneers of the American Insurance Industry, available now on Amazon. Loving the You Should Get a License podcast? Want to help us to keep making great content? Consider making a donation by clicking the listener support link in the episode description. Your support helps us to keep bringing you the best information, education, and inspiration on the most underrated career opportunity in business today. We appreciate you in advance on letting everybody know why you should get a license. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to your number one source for information, education, and inspiration. You should get a license, the podcast. This is Rod Powell coming to you live and direct with, you know, a, a, a fair sister, a fair <laughs> sister. I mean, we, I mean, not only a fair sister, but also a beauty queen as well. And I'm, I'm not like exaggerating, like a legit beauty queen, you know, former Miss Liberia USA, but just an, an, uh, an intelligent and powerful professional, you know, in our industry, in our space, you know, started, you know, almost about 10 years ago now, um, really, you know, started on a, on a track, you know, working with organizations, building up, holding different positions from customer service to account managing, doing some cold calling, really kind of grinding and, and, and scraping and then branching out to starting her own firm and actually joining us today, celebrating the three year anniversary of her firm, Please, yes, yes. <laughs> give it up for Miss Patience Magwe Noah of Patience Noah Insurance, all the way from Massachusetts. Patience, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Rod. I really appreciate you, and thank you for choosing me to be on this podcast. I'm so honored that you chose me to be here today, and I'm very excited to share my journey with everyone. Hey, hey look, you know, whenever we you know, are looking at, you know, people who we want to to feature on this platform and speak to, you know, we, we look for people that, one, you know, have really kind of been through the ropes in this business, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you got your 10-year veteran, you know, at this point. Uh, we also look for people who have proven track records of success, you know, which you have, and uh, individuals who can encourage and inspire others. And uh, for anyone who's, you know, looked at any of your, not only looked at you know your, your your social media and your platforms but also is familiar with your work in the community you know the boards that you serve on you know the community initiatives that you do you know up in massachusetts you know they're going to know that you're someone who definitely inspires as well so thank you for being on this platform you know to share because man there's a lot of people who are going to benefit from this conversation now before we before we jump in um this platform is, is when we're having conversations usually there's a lot of different market segments you know okay. in this space right mm -hmm. and, and and i know you run a, a full service firm um up in in, in framington massachusetts right framingham 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 yeah if you can't tell i'm not a new england person. <laughs> it's okay it's okay <laughs> but um in framingham massachusetts so, so can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your business, uh, your agency, what you guys specialize in and what you do on a day to day basis? Yeah, so so we um, we're located in Framingham, Massachusetts, and we've been open for three years now. It's been uh, an interesting journey. <laughs> it's been an interesting journey, but I would definitely say it's been rewarding for the most part. Um, so we are, although we are full service we do focus on commercial lines. And mm -hmm. the reason why I chose for us to focus on commercial line is I find it is a lot easier for you to round off accounts when you're working with commercial lines customers, right? Um, once you help a commercial customer, you know, find general liability, commercial auto, whatever it is that they are looking for, it's easy for them to say, hey, I do other insurance. Would you mind if I help you with your auto or your home insurance? So for me, once I saw that, 
and I saw that it was easier to deal with commercial clients, in my opinion, at least for me, I was like, hey, we might as well have this agency focus on commercial and everything else could just be an added on service um, for what, as what we offer in the agency. So we are commercial lines um, based. Um, so right now we're mostly small to mid-sized commercial. Maybe, you know, as we grow, we will go after those bigger accounts, but for now we're small to mid-sized and I think we're doing pretty well. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, look, no, no, that's awesome. And, and uh, okay, now I wanna, I wanna go back and kind of, you know, dissect this a, a little bit. Um, Cause there's, there's a lot of insurance lingo in there, right? The yeah. commercial, commercial line, you just did, you just did a video on insurance lingo. Commercial lines. <laughs> yeah. Rounded coverage, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when, 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 when people are thinking about, when people are thinking about in, in, insurance, it's like, oh yeah, you know, my, my homeowners, you know, my, my auto, sometimes yeah. life insurance or your health insurance. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about commercial lines. Like what is, what does that mean? You yeah. Know, <laughs> right. Thanks for catching that. I didn't even catch on that I was, you know, speaking in insurance language. But for those of you who don't know what commercial lines is, what it is is um general liability, professional liability, workers' compensation, commercial auto, um, anyone who needs surety bonds, and if somebody needs cargo, motor cargo. So basically anything anybody needs to run a business um mm. in terms of insurance commercial property um directors and officers insurance crime insurance you name it that's what falls into the bucket of commercial lines <laughs> absolutely and you said hey you know we have the opportunity to round round coverage what is what is rounding coverage like once you alluded, alluded to it a bit though yeah so when i say rounding coverage instead of just getting one policy from you right by the time I'm done with your account, I probably have three policies from you. So if somebody comes to me, they tell me, oh, I want general liability. Depending on the industry or the type of business that they have, I could recommend, hey, you should have professional liability or, hey, you should have cyber insurance or, hey, you should have um, employment liability. So by the time I'm done with your account, I have three different policies in one. Or I can suggest, hey, since we've already helped you with your business insurance, can we take a look at your auto insurance or your home insurance? We also offer life insurance as well. So for me, that's what I say. <laughs> so basically, instead of me having you just walk with one insurance, I just make sure that I have everything under the agency. Um, so it's easy for you to deal with um, with your insurance bills. So um, you, yeah, you, you make sure like that that every risk you know, is, is covered. Exactly. You know, exactly. Every, everywhere you look, Hey, the general liability, the pressure, professional liability, we're going to take, listen, your inland Marine, we got, we got you exactly. all, all, the, all the way. So exactly. Um, what, what was it that when you started, you know, in this, in this industry, were you thinking commercial initially, or what was your general perception of, of the insurance industry? Um, good question. So when I started in the industry, I wasn't even thinking about commercial because when I initially got licensed, my experience was mostly in auto insurance and home insurance. Mm. So I didn't really have a background um, in commercial lines. Although I worked at a commercial lines agency for about a year and a half, I sort of had an experience, but they dealt with like um, um, oil companies. So I didn't really do much with them because these were bigger accounts. So I was just servicing the accounts. But once I opened my agency, what happened was my first business customer, she happened to be a home health care um, agency owner. So when I was dealing with her, I was like, hey, can you introduce me to the lady who helped you um open your business mm -hmm. and she introduced me to her and she ended up introducing me to someone else so so how wow. it happened <laughs> so i basically ended up being um establishing a relationship with these folks that help people open businesses so they were sending to them to me once they created their ein number their federal identification number they would say go to patients she knows what to do 
and the clients. So I would pick it up from there and I would just handle the insurance for them. So that's how I became a commercial alliance, um, a commercial alliance agency. Um, so again, as I was talking to them, it was just easier for me to, you know, get the other ones on board. So I was like, hey, this is working for me. I might as well stick with it. So. Yeah, it just kept, you just felt like, yeah, it just kept, kept kind of stair-stepping. It's like, you, exactly. you thought you were going to do it some home and auto. And it was like, exactly. No, right, right. Exactly, yeah. No, no. I mean, that's awesome, though, because, you know, what, what I find is that, you know, many agencies, particularly independent agencies, you know, they kind of start on that personal line and kind of expand into commercial lines so you know for you to be able to jump directly in the into the commercial lines realm was, is very impressive you know yeah. and uh you know businesses you know they you know they they, they say you know it's like the business those business premiums they're going to be yeah. different yeah <laughs> they're going to be a little different exactly know? and there's a, little, <laughs> there's a little more wiggle room in there with them right. <laughs> You know, you know, so they say they're gonna hit different. They're gonna hit yeah, different. Yeah. So um I want to go back though. I want I want to take a minute and uh, I want you to take take me back uh you know to your to your childhood, you know, not nine, ten year old, you know, patience, Noah. What what were you dreaming of being when you grew up? What what were you thinking you where where'd you think you were gonna go when you became an adult? Oh God. Um so I actually grew up in the village, like village village in Liberia. Mm -hmm. So at nine, 10 years old, I was in the village. And I remember the first thing that I remember, and I still remember to today, there was a white UN truck, like the United Nations. Um, so for those of you who don't know anything about Liberia, Liberia went through a civil war um, in the 90s and early 2000s. So we grew up, you know, basically trying to find shelter, hiding um, wow. for many, many years. So I remember the UN trucks coming in to give us food um, in the village. And I remember a white guy jumping out of the truck. So my image for him, that was the first time I had ever seen a white person. I mean, we're in the village. We don't even know like who white people are. So I was mesmerized. And I remember telling myself that, oh my gosh, like, where is he from? And then they said, oh, the Americans, right? So from that, from that early stage i wanted to come to america i didn't even know where america wow. was i didn't even know what it was so i wanted to come to america and i wanted to work for the un <laughs> mm, okay. i wanted to work for the un because they came and they helped us and i wanted to help because they came and helped us when we really needed food we were really struggling for food so growing up i always wanted to work for the un but of course, life has its own way of directing us. <laughs> and I don't think it's too late. Um, right, right. I don't know. I mean, some of the things that you're doing, it seems like you're pretty close. <laughs> right. it's never too late. But yeah, but I've always wanted to work for the UN. Um, but unfortunately, my college path didn't lead me there. Um, so I was just like, hey, I'm just going to continue. You know, I don't know where life is going to lead me. But mm -hmm. I'll just keep going and see where it leads me. But yeah, I, I always wanted to work for the UN. And and when you speak speaking of college, um, so you got a degree in marketing. Yes. You know, you you and you can you, you got the degree in marketing. How did you end up going to insurance? <laughs> Like insurance where, right what did those intersect talk <laughs> well well first of all i was i hadn't intended on getting a marketing degree okay so going to college first of all my mom wanted me to study nursing so for many um immigrants out there they want their children to study nursing because that's the quickest way you know that's how you make money and they feel like there's always a need for nurses right and honestly, in my family, everyone is in the medical field, except for me. So um, I remember my mom was like, wow, in America, you have to study nursing because that's how you're going to be successful. You're not American. So there's really like no, nothing else. So I was like, no, like nursing is not the only way to be successful in America. I was very rebellious, by the way. <laughs> so I was like, no, I don't want to go do nursing. I hated the smell of medicine. And I remember like after high school, like the summer after high school, I did like a job at a nursing home and I was literally there for like a few hours and I quit. I just hated the smell 
of anything that had to do with nursing because mm -hmm. I think now that I think about it is because I felt like nursing took my mom away from me because she worked as a CNA and she was always working so I feel like why would I want to do something that's taking my mother away from me I don't want to be away from my children so um, I went to college initially I went to college I was like okay I'm gonna do advertising and then I remember taking one of the classes I didn't do well so I went into economics I didn't do well and then I ended up going to like so I jumped around and then my advisor at the time he was like hey listen you have to hurry up and graduate right. <laughs> so let me see where these credits fall like okay yeah, you, you have to hurry up and graduate and then I was like I was like okay well what do I need to do and then he was like well most of the courses you've taken, you know, they will go well with marketing and you're very good with presentations and blah, 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 and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll take, I'll, I guess I'll just graduate with marketing. And then that's how I graduated with marketing. And wow. then when I graduated, I couldn't find a job in marketing. And then I spoke to a mentor of mine at the time. He was like, well, why don't you do insurance? I think you'll be great with insurance. And then again, I didn't know what insurance was because at the time I just had no knowledge of what it was. So I got my first job in um, insurance sales at the time. And honestly, we would make about 100 calls a day, like literally. Wow. So um, for some reason, I liked it. A lot of people hate yeah. it and it quit after two weeks, but I like the competition side of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just stuck good now. I mean, yeah, it's like, and I'm sure it's serving you well now, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's serving me well, you know, and I really love insurance. And it's really hard for people to believe when I say that. I love what I do, right? Mm -hmm. There's just so many things about what I do, what about what I do that I find rewarding. And a Absolutely. lot of people don't see that, but I really love what I do. Yeah, I mean, you're still you're still helping people, so I mean, you're still exactly. following through on that vision that you had as a child. So, so okay, so so you you started out, you're working for this company, you're making a hundred calls a day, mm -hmm. and 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 what which you enjoy, by the way, mm -hmm. and what um, so so what was the the next step for you there? So the next step for me, I did some research, and then I discovered like the different aspects, like the different areas of insurance. There was always something at the back of my mind that wanted to have my own business at some point down the line, right? So I always had that. So I went to a vocational high school and I studied um, cosmetology. So I wanted to be a hairdresser, but then that didn't work out too well after I did someone's feet and I really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't like the person's feet. And I was like, am I going to be doing one bad bunion? One bad bunion. That's all it took. <laughs> am I going to be doing feet for the rest of my life? So um, I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to go to college. But I just always knew at the back of my mind, I was going to open the business. I just didn't know what type of business it was going to be. So um, while I was in insurance, I was studying and I knew that you know, you can have your own insurance agency, but of course you need to have some level of experience. So once I realized that, I decided to sort of move around in the industry. Um, at the time, I didn't know it was, it was, I was being strategic, but now in retrospect, I was being strategic. Mm -hmm. So I went about getting a job in customer service. I went about getting a job in um, commercial lines, um, like I said, and then I went about getting a job at a brokerage, um, a really large brokerage in Connecticut. And then by the time I went to that brokerage towards the end of my years there, I was like, okay, I'm, I think I'm ready to open an insurance agency, but I need to know like what goes on behind, like what happens on the carrier side, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's how, I, and I ended up getting a job as a marketing rep. So being a marketing rep, right? <laughs> oh, oh, it comes full circle. It comes exactly. Full circle. Okay. So as a marketing rep, now I was in the office with agency owners, and I'm having conversations with them. How do you start it? How did you start your agency? If I want to be a profitable agency, like what do I do? Like how do I go about this? How do I do this? So now. Folks started to tell me, you know, give me information on the things that I need to do to be an agency owner. 
And a year into being a marketing rep, things didn't work out at that company. I was like, okay, fine. If they didn't work out, great. I think I have what I need anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and sometimes so, that's all it takes. That's all you need. Just a, exactly. you need a little bit of time to get in there, get what you need and come right exactly, on out. Exactly, exactly. So by the end of my time there, I think I had what I needed. And, um, and, you know, I just, I just decided to just go for it and open the agency. Um, and here wow. we are. Yeah. Were, so were you nervous about it? Like, were you scared? Like, what, what were you feeling? You know, <laughs> I was nervous. I was scared. I was anxious, everything. Right. Because one, I mean, naturally I have a fear of the unknown anyways, um, as an individual. And now I was going to an industry and what was different at the time when I used to be a marketing rep, there was one thing that was very consistent in New England. Every time I went to an agency owner's office, one, they were much older than me, right? There was this huge age gap by like 10, 20, 30 years age gap. And two, I didn't come across that many female agency owners. Mm. And then three, there was no agency owners that looked like me. I didn't really see that many Black agency owners. There were probably like two or three that I saw in Massachusetts at the time. So mm. I was like, so I, I always said to myself, okay, I'll start an agency when I'm in my 40s or 50s, or maybe when I get married and I have kids and blah, 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 <laughs> right? Honestly, that would have been a bad idea if I followed that original plan. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a horrible idea. So, um, so once I became a marketing rep and I saw the trend, Something like before I hit 30, like something in me was like, hey, patience, why don't you start now? And by the time you're 40, by the time you get married, by the time you have kids, you will already have people working for you. The agency will be established and you can focus on your family. Boom. That just kept on being persistent in my mind. So once I was let go, I was like, okay, fine. I think this is a sign for me to yeah. actually go into opening my own agency. And I just went for it, but I was scared. I mean, honestly, I was scared. And I think I stopped being scared maybe like two weeks, like two weeks, three weeks ago. <laughs> so three years later, right? Yeah, but I was always scared because you don't know what to expect. There's just so many nuances that comes along with being an agency owner that on, um, I mean, you don't know where your leads are going to come from. You don't know where your paycheck is going to come from. So all of that that's the responsibility mm. that you have to bear so all of that scared me but i decided to still go for it and here we are mm. let me let me ask you something about that because that's that brings up a a really good point and i think one of the things that creates a barrier uh for some people and, and really it's it's in their minds but mm -hmm. it is that that fear right yep. it's like man i don't you know, I don't know where my stability is coming from. And, you know, I had a thought earlier, earlier today, and I, I posted something about it where I was just saying that, you know, the only difference between the people who we see and we admire um, and, you know, our, ourselves is really, or, or, I mean, maybe not, maybe not you and I, you know, because right. we're going to go and yeah, we're going to go do it. We're going to jump off the ledge. We're yeah. going to jump off the ledge, right? right. <laughs> but, between, but, but what most people is that, you know, that person that that they're admiring decided to just face their fear, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of all of the, you know, nerves and anxiety and like the, the initial stress struggle, you know, the, the ebbs flows, yeah. you know, question marks around, okay, what's going to be happening financially? All Do I have the resources to do this? Uh, all, all of those things, that's really the difference. How did you, in starting your business, how did you approach that? How did you conquer that fear to just keep moving forward? So coming into it, I knew that I had this mentality, like there's no plan B. I came into it with the notion of not having a plan B. You know, the thing with having, having a plan B, and I was one of those people, I always had plan B plan A, B, and C. Like my plan B always has to have a plan B. That's just who I was, right? So opening an agency, I knew, and based on what others have told me that were agency owners, 
one of the things that they told me was, if you're going to do it, you have to go all in. You can't do half and half. Like you have to go all in. True. And then coming into it, I have people that really give me good advice. And then they were like, be like, be prepared to be uncomfortable for the first five years. Like, that's just it. Um, you're going to be broke. You know, you're basically, you, you might not be able to afford the things that you want to afford. And for me, I knew that it was a sacrifice I was making that I was going to make in the beginning. And I knew that it was going to pay off because I'm one of those people. Once I start something, I have to see it through. So if I've already started it and I've announced it to everybody and everybody knows about it, right. <laughs> it's go time. No matter what, I need to make sure that I com like I complete that. Absolutely. So with that being said, all the nerves were there. And I think it's still there. It doesn't go away, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to understand in life. The reason why it's there is because you don't know what the next step is, right? But as you figure your way out, through being an agency owner, those nerves sort of like dissipate as you figure out your way through, you know, throughout the journey. And right. in the beginning, I was, I was afraid because one, you're not seeing people who look like you Two, I'm not from a family that have a business background to say, okay, well, this is normal business behavior and this is not normal business behavior. Right. But right. I wanted to learn. Like one thing about me, I love to learn. I love to figure it out. So those are the things that just kept me going, going. Like when it got difficult, I'm like, okay, patience, you've already started it. You got to see through, you don't know who's watching. You got to keep going. Plus it's only a matter of time. And honestly, I sit down and I tell myself, like, I literally talk to myself as if it's someone else who's talking to me. Yeah. Like, girl, it's going to be okay. It's just a stressful day. <laughs> right. It'll be fine. You'll figure it out. There's a way. And every time I think about, okay, well, how do I get through this? I'm like, okay, well, someone has done it. There's been people who've had insurance agencies for 30, 40 years. So that means there's an answer out there. Go yeah. ask someone, right? Go pick someone's brain. Go ask someone. Use, utilize your resources. And that's what has helped me. Absolutely. No, that's, that's wonderful advice. That is wonderful advice. It made me made me think of, of two things that I've heard, um, one related to the industry, one while since I've been in the industry, but not necessarily related to it. The first was, you know, this is an industry where you'll be underpaid for the first five years and overpaid for the rest of your life. Yeah, that was something that I heard early on <laughs> that, hey, you're going to be underpaid for the first five years and overpaid for the rest of your life. And the second was uh, Brian, Brian Tracy, it was a Brian Tracy quote. Um, talk to yourself, don't listen to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what it, and that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, that's what you're doing. You're understanding what the, what the sacrifice is going to be up front. You're, and then you're reinforcing, you know, that message to yourself, which is, which is so important and so crucial. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned the time frame because, you know, there are people that, you know, get into this industry and two weeks later, you know, they're not rich. They're about to be. <laughs> <laughs> They think they're about to be rich. Oh, I have people who was like, oh my gosh, you're an insurance agency owner. You must be making money. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, right, right, right. It's, uh, it's, it's coming, right. Yeah. I'm like, it's coming, but it's not here yet, but I'm working towards it. But Exactly, exactly. You know? <laughs> but but it's, it, it really is, you know, something that takes a, a, a large degree of, of just courage to do and tenacity and just a certain kind of, kind of temperament, you know? Yeah. Um, so, before now, okay, somewhere in this window mm -hmm. of you graduating, joining the industry, you were in the pageant world as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me, tell me about, about that because I'm trying to see how that led into back to insurance again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um so pageant, honestly, now that I think about it, everything I do is just an accident. <laughs> <laughs> It's an accident that worked well for me. Um, so how I got into pageants, I used to run track in college. Mm. I was a triple jumper in college. Oh, wow. And I had injured myself. I think I want to say my sophomore or junior year, I injured myself. And my coach, uh, my doctor at the time, he basically gave me an ultimatum because my, my, um, my ankles were really weak. And um, he was like, hey, patience. Oh, by the way, 
as a triple jumper, I have, I'm number three, top 10 triple jumper of all time at my university. So I just oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. But yeah, so I got a little flex in there. Let's throw a little flex. In there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got injured and um, my doctor was basically like, hey, you can continue doing triple jump or you can choose. I mean, I love to wear heels or he was like, oh, you're going to destroy your ankles for the rest of your life. So you have mm -hmm. to make a choice. And um, because I love to wear heels, I wanted to wear heels. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess. But, I yeah, you. I was like, <laughs> I think my love for heels is actually pretty strong than, you know, triple jumping. So, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I retired triple jump and I needed something to do. And um, I remember a friend of mine had seen me at a fashion show um, that we did at another university. And then she was like, hey, you're really good. We're doing this pageant in the Liberian community. I think mm -hmm. you'll be good for it. You seem very confident. I'm like, ugh, pageant. I don't know if I want to do pageant. <laughs> she was like, no, just give it a try. If you don't win, you don't win. But of course, I'm competitive. So, right. um, <laughs> so um, I did the first pageant. No, actually, it started off at, at UMass Dartmouth. So my first pageant was at UMass Dartmouth. It was our first ever pageant at UMass Dartmouth. And, I and you went to a pretty competitive university as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so UMass Dartmouth. So yeah. So I ended up winning that pageant. And then I went on to do pageants in my community, the Liberian community. And that just went on from one pageant to another to another. And then I ended up competing for Miss Liberia USA. And I won that pageant. So I did pageants basically to be confident in myself. And I think at the mm. time you're graduating college, you're not too confident in yourself. Um, so I was like, hey, these girls seem pretty confident in themselves. You know, they have great public speaking skills. They look very poised. Um, they look very elegant out there. And I wanted to be like that. Yeah. So, um, so I ended up competing and I won. And um, yeah, so... <laughs> so, so it hasn't always been this patience right here. There was, no. a, there was another there patience. Was okay. There was another <laughs> more glamorous patience. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome, awesome. So, so on on a serious note, though, was that was it was that a um, like a difficult transition? Like when, when your family did your entire family leave Liberia, or was it just you? Or so everybody left? Not no. So how it happened during the war, we all went to Ivory Coast for a okay. period of time. Okay. And we were in Ivory Coast and then we came back to Liberia. And then my mom got the opportunity to come to the US. And when she came to the US, um, there's two of us from the same mom, same dad. So my mom has two kids, my brother and I, and then my dad all together, there's 12 of us. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So my mom brought my brother and I to the U.S. Um, and we've been here since we came in 2003. Yeah, we got here. Uh, in okay. Okay. So so when you when you first, you know, were here and you were going through school, you, you I mean, obviously, you're confident now. I mean, you've, you've had a great you know career journey, you know, throughout what you were doing on the corporate side, even into your own business and pageants and sports and, you know, all those things. Were you not confident growing up? No, I wasn't confident because one, I was a tomboy doing sports. I did basketball. So I was always in sweatpants. I wasn't considered the pretty girl amongst, you know, and at the time, you know, boys like the curvy girls, you know, <laughs> at the time. And I wasn't like, I was just tall, linky, long arms, long legs. Like, you know, I was just tall and straight. Like that was just a description of me. <laughs> and um and at the time i had the accent from liberia okay which i still have you know but there were certain words i just didn't know how to pronounce and the kids at my school made fun of me because you know mm -hmm. everyone is like oh well what what are you speaking english you know <laughs> and it is english you know <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> it's just a different type of english like you just don't understand it so a lot of the kids made fun of me. Um, and so, yeah, so I wasn't confident in myself at the time. So I remember like being in high school, like I was so insecure that I remember my pastor, I told my pastor, she was like, patience, I know you're growing up and you're insecure, but I want you to look at yourself every day in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. <laughs> like every mm -hmm. single day, eventually you'll believe it. 
So um, I used to practice that, but you know, there was still that sense of validation. Like we want, I wanted to seek validation outside of me. So right. that still played a part in my life into college. Um, so yeah, so that's why I did pageants. Yeah. Got you, got you. Well, look at you now. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? you tell them like, look at me now. Right. <laughs> All right. No, I love it. No, it's it's. It, I I just you know speak to that because, um, you know, if it, even if someone you know isn't feeling like you know, they are um, of the value that they truly are of, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? They can, they can cultivate that by pushing themselves, you know, getting, doing things that they wouldn't normally do, you know, just kind of getting uncomfortable, you know, because, you know, you obviously, you know, you obviously stretch yourself, you know, to say, hey, all right, well, I'm going to do this pageant, you know, not thinking about it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to run, I'm going to do this long jump, you know, and, and now I'm going to go into this industry and, and you know, I'm going to take these roles and, and take these steps. So let me, let me ask you at, at, you know, at this point, you know, your agency is three years old. So you're kind of, you're kind of right in that place where, you know, you, you know, there's no turning back. Like you're, you're a lifer at this yeah. point, right? Yeah. Like you're there. I'm um, in for life. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, what, 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 what keeps you motivated? Like, how do you stay motivated on a day-to-day -day basis at this point? Um, this, there's several things that keep me motivated. Um, number one is knowing that I have people that are looking up to me. That's number one. Um, even people that are older than me, there's still people, I mean, and, and I was shocked that when we went to the Naya conference that I didn't see too many people that were agency owners, maybe, you know, they were, um, I guess running the agency so that they didn't get to make it to the conference. But I was hoping to see a lot more agency owners. And I just that a lot more young agency owners. So yeah. one of the consensus that I got from the um, from the conference when I told people that I own my own agencies, they were like, oh my gosh, I wish I was brave like you, right? So I do know that there are people who wish they could take the step that I've taken. Um, yeah. So that's what keeps me going. That's number one. And number two, what keeps me going is I'm at the point where I know that I can do it. So there's really no turning back. And because I'm in a place now where my agency is at a place that I can pivot any way that I want it to go. Mm -hmm. um, so it just leaves me like now I have that curiosity, like, okay, well, now where is this going to go? Now I'm excited to see to yeah. see where my agency is going to go which direction i'm going to take because i can choose to you know focus on larger agencies now go after federal contracts you know go mm -hmm. after you know like there's just so many things that i can do with the agency so um so that keeps me going and two and i know a lot of people say this but um for me it's creating that generational wealth right awesome. i want someday and and sometimes like when I say this, people are like, oh yeah, you have that, you know, that um, millennial women mindset. Like, no, it's not that. At the end of the day, as a woman, I have something that in the future, when I do meet someone who values me and value the mind and the brain that I have, when they see an agency owner, they could be like, oh, okay, well, she has an asset that we can utilize. I have a business that's recession proof um, for the most Absolutely. part, right? So a smart partner will look at it and come on board and be like, okay, well, how can we make sure that we protect this business so that our children and our children's children, so that 100, 200 years, 300 years from now, this agency or this business is bigger than what it is now, right? Hey, brown and brown. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Great example. Uh, how can we be the next Willis of the world? How can we even acquire an agent's uh, uh, insurance company in the future, right? Mm. So yeah, so I mean, that's yeah. the way that I look at it because 20, 10 years from now, like five, 10 years from now, I mean, think about all of those that are retiring, right? I can choose to grow through acquisition um, yeah. and just purchase multiple agencies as people are aging out. Um, so yeah, so there's just so many things that I can do with the agency. And now I'm super excited that I've held on for this long and I'm just excited about the future and where 
is going to lead me, although I have no clue right now, <laughs> but I have options. And that's that, is exci- like. that is exciting. <laughs> so, it's, it's amazing. As a matter yeah. Of yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So how, how would you describe, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, th- I feel like I get kind of a sense, but in your words, like, how would you describe your life before being a licensed professional versus after being a licensed professional in this industry? Um, I would describe my life, I think now I'm more of a go-getter. Mm. Yeah, I'm more of a go-getter now because I don't wait for people to hand it out to me anymore, right? I'm more of a seeker now. It's like, okay, well, how does this happen? I seek for the answer. I don't wait for the answer to fall on my lap. I don't wait for anyone to give me the answer. I, I go find people who will give me the answer. Um, so that's, and, and now I think I'm more like mentally, I'm so strong mentally at this point <laughs> that I wasn't before. Like, I feel like at this point, no matter what anyone says right now, I'm just like, ah, okay, that's your opinion. You know, that's the way you yeah. see it. Like, I'm just, I'm just on a different level now, mentally and emotionally now than I was like before I became an agency owner. I mean, the corporate world is a different world, but once you get into owning your own agency, mm-hmm. is a complete different beast, and you have to create like a certain space, a certain wall mentally and emotionally, right? To make sure that you are going, right? Where, because because if you think about it in corporate, right? If you're sick, right? There's someone else there to do the job, right? That's right. As an as agency owner, if you're sick, <laughs> that's a possibility, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the show oh, might not go on, right? Yeah. Might. or is that going to go on um but yeah and and if you don't have employees or because right now I have two new uh, two new employees that started in September that I've been training so now I'm at that stage that I'm training people so it's like I have to be on my A game whether I'm sick whether I'm sad whether I'm happy like everyone is relying on me now so mentally I have to be in a space where I'm available at all times Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. No, I I I I love that, and I love how you know you express that ownership. You know, has involved you as evolved. You know, your mentality, and and I would even say, you know, enhanced, you know, emotional intelligence, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you when you're running a business, like you said, hey, there's somebody else to do the job. But when you're running a business, not only are you is everyone kind of looking either at you or up to you. Mm-hmm. you know, to ensure it's getting done, but you have to deal with so much on your plate as if it's nothing. Yeah. At once, right? Right. <laughs> right. At one time, yeah. but you gotta, you gotta deal with it as if, okay, hey, just, just another day in the office, yeah, you know, <laughs> so, and, and keep on smiling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, at, at, at this stage, like, you know, at this stage in your, in your, in your career and you, and like, and you just mentioned, Hey, there's a lot of different places where you could go and where you could take your career. But if you, if you saw a glimpse into the future at patients, Noah insurance, 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road, what, what does it look like? Ooh, you know, I went to Boston the other day um, I had a presentation in Boston the other day, and really, that was the question that I asked myself. And I was like, 20 years from now, like, what do I want this agency to look like? Um, and I think I would say I want us to have an office downtown Boston, right? Okay. Um, I would want our headquarters to be downtown Boston. So that's why I would start. And I would want us to have a location in like the major cities in the U.S., like Chicago, Atlanta, LA, um, Dallas, Texas. So I would want to be in those major cities. <laughs> You're just trying to write out the same vacations. Come on. <laughs> 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 
perhaps maybe have an international branch somewhere. Hey, you know, you, know, I mean, hey. you never know. <laughs> Wings is nice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, and and I've been thinking um again, and also as I walk around, I'm like, okay, these hospitals, like who insure these hospitals? Like who insure the universities? Like who insure these places, right? And, and those are the questions that I keep asking myself and I know I'm gonna go find out. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think the answer, I think the answer in the next few years is gonna be patients know what insurance. Exactly, right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. All um, it could be servicing them, you never know, right? That's right, that's right, that's right. No, it's, that, that, that's amazing. And, 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 and the vision that you have, you know, for your, for your company is, is definitely very well defined. Obviously you have a, a lot of wiggle room with with how you can do that. Um, as as we kind of kind of round things out, I'd love for you to share you know something that you know you would give to someone who is new in the industry, um, or or maybe even maybe even someone who's not quite in yet but has maybe thought about it and considering joining this industry. What what kind of what kind of words would you would you have for them? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I would say to you or words of encouragement that I would have for you is um, just be focused. There's so many things that could steer your attention away. Um, there's just so many things that can distract you in this industry. In order for you to succeed, you need to be focused in you basically you need to have your ears need to be shut to like negative voices and those negative voices might not be coming from outside that voice may be inside of you right so and 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 i tell people that sometimes for me at least my worst enemy is not out there my worst enemy is what's inside of me it's the voices inside of me that i have to fight off every single day i don't care what people out there say about me is what i say about myself every single day that's what's most important to me. And sometimes people forget that you are the one who's your own worst enemy. You're the one that can tell yourself, okay, I could do this, or I don't have what it takes to do this. But as long as you can look within yourself and you know that I can do this, yes, this industry is tough. I am not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie to anyone and say like, it's easy. You're going to start making like profit, like your first three years or five years. Like, no, you are going to be broke for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is the truth. But yeah. here's two things. Find people that you trust, that you can talk to during those tough times that will uplift you. And two, don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to pivot. If something is not working, don't hang on to it for too long. <laughs> yeah. Pivot. Yeah, be flexible to pivot and pivot quick. That's how you're going to succeed. That's how you're going to survive in this industry. And also, um, don't be afraid to ask for what you want in this industry. Listen, if you don't ask for what you want, no one is going to give it to you. That's right. That's <laughs> Insurance is all about you asking for what you want, but then also making sure that you're not rubbing anyone's feathers as you're asking for what you want, right? Because it's a small world and everybody knows everyone, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Um, so yeah, so ask for what you want and be honest. Don't take shortcuts. I think what where a lot of people go wrong is they get too they get too stressed out by the fact that they're not making money and they start doing wrong things. And I've heard a lot of wrong things that people have done to customers out there. Don't take any shortcuts. Do it the right way and it's going to pay off. Yes, you might not grow as the guy next door because you don't know what he's doing on his books. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know how much how much of his you know he's gonna have to be using. Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you don't know what he's doing down the street. Right. Uh, and at the end of the day, do things the right way and focus on what you're doing. Yes, there's a lot of insurance agencies out there, but people do business with people they like. Make sure you find your niche, 
Make sure you find a community that will support you and focus on that and grow your business through that. But don't be afraid. It is hard work, but it's doable. People have done it for many, many years. Many, many years. Think about those companies that have been around for 100 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They can do it and so can you. Don't be afraid to do it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Wise words from Patience Noah here. Hey, look, um, please share your contact information, agency information, how people can reach you on social media. Um, you know, just anyone who wants to just touch and connect with you, how, how can they get in contact with Patience Noah? Yeah. So if you want to reach me on social media, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok. Um, we're on Facebook as well. You can find us at Patience Noah Insurance. Once you type it in on all those platforms, we're going to pull up. Um, and you can follow me if you want to send me an email. You can send me an email at info at patientsnoahins.com. Once you go on one of those platforms, you should be able to find my email. Absolutely. And then if you want to call me, you can find my phone number on those email uh, on those platforms as well. She said, no, don't just blow her up, you know, yeah. call if, if it's a serious serious inquiries only, <laughs> serious inquiries only. <laughs> if you're one of the hospital administrators in yeah. massachusetts in that boston yeah. area then certainly oh, actually i'm licensed in multiple states actually oh, i'm it, yeah <laughs> anywhere in the yes continental united states yes potentially <laughs> hawaii and alaska as well i don't know but i'm sure yeah. she'll get the non-brands if needed Yes, yes, and I sure will. Trust me, I'll be doing that too. <laughs> Let me get this. Man, man, man. Yeah. What's the premium? Can I make my money off of that? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, look, um, patience, I, I have enjoyed you. You know, thank you for the for the nuggets and jewels you shared. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey as well. And um Look, you know, th those those lasting words, those lasting messages, look at, you know, it's, it's not necessarily easy road. I used to hear that it wasn't hard, but you do have to work hard at it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. so so you got to got to stay consistent. You got to stay focused and you got to listen to the voice inside. Right. Yeah. You got to listen to that voice that's inside and allow it to continue to move you forward. And maybe while listening to this interview, this conversation, maybe you heard a voice inside that said hmm you should get a license yeah until the next time peace